George, did you have a long day today? It happens, man. Wow, there's another one coming. <laughs> there's another one. Another one coming? Yes. Buddy, it's called marriage. We all know about it. <laughs> Take it from a guy who's been married three times. I know. Three times. I told her no more. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go move to a monastery in Greece, or I'm gonna go up to Meteora there, chasing goats around. I'm not getting doing this shit again. Make some wine. Make some cheese. Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Dadversation. It's the first time I think ever that we have a guest and all three co-hosts. Usually one is missing. We managed to get all on board and we have an amazing guy uh, with us today. Angelo Tsarukas, uh, comedian, actor, writer, uh, funny Greek. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. You didn't mention unemployed. Uh, <laughs> and unemployed now. Uh, guys, how you doing? Guys, good to be on your uh, uh, just as dads. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ange. Happy to be here with you guys. My pleasure. I, I, I know you've been just, uh, unemployed for a while now because I mean you're not the yeah. only comedian that we know, and it's been uh, it's been hard for you guys. But things are getting back on track now. We were talking about it just before we went on air. Uh, things yeah. are rolling. You must be happy. You're 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 back uh, doing your thing. Well, it's. You know, in January, California was the armpit of the world. Everything was shut down here, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And then they got the vaccinations, and they started rolling out. And then in February, I went to Naples, Florida. You wouldn't even know they had COVID. Yeah, different world. I mean, we were still locked down masks there. They had no masks on. and They're looking at you like, why are you wearing a mask? And so I, I started going back. So I went to Naples, Florida. And then I was in uh, Salt Lake City. They were kind of wearing their masks, not wearing their masks. And then uh, Vegas was the same. Wear your masks and study the wear your masks in the green room. Malakias. And then, and then, uh, and then I was in Omaha, Nebraska. And they were kind of, you know, you can tell in America which states are right and left because the ones <laughs> that are right, nobody wears a mask. Yeah, and then this weekend I was in Chicago, so we were kind of wearing the masks, but You're not fine. wearing the masks. Even if I have to make love to my wife, I have to put my mask on. You put your mask on, and we're not doing it, you know. So that's <laughs> I married <laughs> put your mask on, and we can't make so I put it on, she puts hers on, and we both go at it. There's no oxygen, we both pass out. We both got fucked. <laughs> we wake up an hour later, you know what happened. <laughs> so so what's, what's happening because look we're following it look here everything has been obviously closed down and it's been really strict stuff over here like there's a curfew which fucking I'm sucks there. completely yeah uh, now yeah. we're getting better like by the end of this week i believe the curfew's done with things are going back to normal like there's a plan in place until the end of august where apparently if everything goes well we're gonna ditch the masks as well um, I don't know, man. We'll see, but uh, it must have been tough for your, for people in um, in your in your field. No, I mean uh, a whole year just fucking waiting for shit to go back to normalcy. Well, you know, guys, the thing is, I don't know if you guys are in Montreal. I don't want to get COVID. Uh, 
You're smart. I got kids in elementary school. You should wear that. They should wear Here's the look. I got vaccinated in March. March 4th, I got my second shot. And I basically pulled the cobina, as the Greeks say, because my uh, my mother-in-law was going to go get the shot and she didn't want to get it right away. And I said, I need to get the shot. Right. So we went there. Uh, she had an appointment. And then uh, my wife said, oh, he's getting the shot. They don't check. So they gave me the shot. They gave me the blank card. I filled it out and I went back and got the second shot. So that was good. But uh, as far as work goes for us, I mean, <clears throat> think about it. Music comedy live theater uh, we all we we it's anything live you need an audience sports uh every, I mean, uh you can do it but and now it's been limited so i mean it's it's not worth for the venues to book us because you know if you're gonna have you're not gonna fly somebody to new york to do a show for 30 40 people yeah you know by the time you pay airfare hotel and stuff you're you're already in the hole yeah. so that that it didn't mean it, it's Part, yes, it's health issues, but it also has to make economic sense. I have a ton of shows I'm supposed to do in Canada. Since last year, they got canceled. Australia, Canada, Greece, England, Ireland, Cyprus, Dubai. All these places are supposed to go do shows. But you know, we couldn't travel. We couldn't go anywhere. I mean, it got so bad that on Monday, we're eating breakfast and we're talking about what we're going to have for uh, dinner on Thursday. Like, what are you eating on Thursday for dinner? It's Monday. <laughs> No, but what are we going to do on Thursday? That was our excitement. That was our excitement, right? So that Yeah, but it's not canceled, right? It's just postponed. It's just pushing it down. It's postponed, but yeah. you know, that's the thing. But, you know, what scares us, I think people in the entertainment industry, what scares us the most is the momentum. Because you build momentum, you know, and people are hot on it. Uh, my Australia tour was sold out. And Ireland and Greece was sold out, you know, to do uh, – I was going to do – uh, Thessaloniki, Athens, uh, Heraklion, and Patra. Then I was going, uh, and then you know what happens? It's it's a weird thing, the internet and uh, and the world, because then a year, two years go by, you know, and then you're kind of like, uh, well, where's people? Where are their brains at now? Yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. watching uh, everything online. So things, you you, 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 the thing is, you hope to stay relevant. That's the yeah. key word. Right? But <laughs> and, and for I'm Greece, you said- a, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm dying for a Schwartz uh, sandwich. I want to go to. I don't care about Montreal or my family. I want to. I want to eat. So I want to go to Schwartz. I want to go to Lester's. Uh, I, I want to. I want to go to uh, Arachova. I want to go to Village Grec. I want to go to Rubens. I want to go to Jardin Panels. I go there to eat. Everybody goes. Oh, Angelo misses Montreal. Fuck Montreal. I want to eat. Yeah, good <laughs> food, have good food, food here. Everything here is sushi and uh, Mexican. You know, do I look like Japanese or Mexican? It's good. It's good. But, you know. Yeah, we're foodies too, uh, Angelo. I don't know if, uh, like, I'm about 280, 290. We, George used to be 290. I used to be 340. We're all proudly over 50 pounds. How about you? George, how about you? The other George. I'm uh 225. I, I'm the yeah, I'm I'm the You're anorexic, buddy. <laughs> He's a small guy. <laughs> You're the anorexic one. I was you know, guys at my heaviest, I was 489. No, 489. Yes, that was my heavy. I was 11 pounds away from my own reality show here. You know, 500 pounds. <laughs> you know, they gotta pick you up with a crane, 
Now I'm yeah. 325. I'm 325 right now. Dropped oh, 164 awesome. pounds or something. Awesome. But I, I know in your act, you do a lot of fat jokes. You still do the fat jokes, no? Yeah. I mean, I talk about, especially in America, you, know, you got to talk about weight. Now it's more changing, right? But I mean, you know, we're calofagadas. So I mean, oh, yeah. my, my, all the comics call me when we go to a city. If they go to any city, they call me because I, I have the Greek radar on. <laughs> So I, I'm, they know, they go, how do you know where to go eat? Because we have the Greek underground railroad of food. So anywhere I went, Omaha, Ch Chicago, they're taking us. Yeah, the Greeks, and that's the nice thing about having Greek fans. They're like, we're going to go eat there. Okay. I don't even question them. Bum and yeah. We're going to go there. <laughs> yeah, of course. And all the comics are like, how do you know these guys? They, they, you know, it's too complicated to explain it. People don't understand. If you want ethnic food, talk to ethnics. Yes. 100%. Well, that's the white guy where, where the, where, you know, where the, where the good Japanese is. No, but the Greeks, the Greeks is different, man. Everything in our culture is centered around food. Everything is food with us. I, our moms have brainwashed us. I took my, my family to Greece for food. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I went for food, they went for beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How good is the food in Greece? The salads, and I was there 2019. I took the family. We, uh, we went down. And we had, you know, my wife's driving me. And my wife's Armenian, so she love. They love Greece, and they wanted yeah. my daughter's driving. That's so I want to go back to Greece. I want to go, you know. So we had, we had a great time. The food is so good. So I know Greece is opening up, and now that funny. Last year you guys could go and we couldn't go in the states. Now it's reversed. Yeah, that Americans can go and the Canadians can't go. Yeah, not yet, not yet. That's what I wanted to say before, uh, Angelo. It's you said you're touring. You're going to Greece. Stand-up comedy is like relatively new to Greeks. No, then that's a new it thing is. there. You know, I went, I did a stand-up comedy special <clears throat> in Davros in uh, Athens uh, seven years ago, se six years ago, seven years ago. And we filmed it and we did a documentary called Back to Sparta. Because, you know, my before my dad died, he always says you've gone everywhere in the world and you never went to Greece to do a show, which made sense. I've been to India, Singapore, all these places, never went to Greece for... But the, now the Greeks have really taken off with stand, you know, with the economy failing and people getting frustrated. There's a lot of great comics. Uh, I toured with uh, Yorgos Hadzipavlo, and there's a uh, guys like Labros Fis Fis and uh, Katarina Branat. There's some really funny stand-ups in Greece, and they have a circuit, and they're doing the circuit. So they know me from North America, from you know, doing it from here. So when I went to Greece, I was nervous because I, you know, we don't, we speak Greek, but we don't speak the way they speak. Yeah, they right. speak, you, know, you ever watch the Greek news? I don't know what the fuck the guy's saying, right? Because they're talking <laughs> yeah. so fast. So I told the Greeks when I was in Greece, I said, I speak Greek the way you guys speak English. <laughs> That's a great so, way to play. noisy. Cause they, but they know what, like they, they're more accepting of it now, guys, because they've all got relatives around the world. Yeah, and when you go to Greece, they know Montreal, Toronto, uh, New York, Chicago, Melbourne, Sydney, whatever. They got they got relatives from everywhere, so they, they they're versed into it now. And stand up's really taking yeah, off. It's they, picking up. Yeah. It's a needed thing for the Greeks right now because you know it's funny because their stand up now they're getting to be more deep about it, but they're more it's more visual. Like, you know, we grew up with things like Karagiozzi and. Hattie Clinton was really funny, and uh, yeah. you know all 
all those uh, Lazos and all these other guys. It's, so now it's kind of changing a lot. So yeah. that's good. So the, the, yeah. My videos are doing really good in Greece. So one video went like eight or nine million views. I think everybody in Greece saw it. <laughs> yeah. So I was touring around at the airport. I was going to board the plane and the, the girl working at uh, AG and says, I don't have to be some I went in and she was, can we take a picture with you? They're big on YouTube and stuff in Greece. Really it's big. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see the direction they're going to take because, you know, Greeks are very funny people. Like, they have a very good sense of humor. Uh, and yeah. not a sta- stand-up is kind of... Because before, like you said, it was all more theatrical, right? You had... And your, satire. It was satire. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And the jokes, the jokes I remember in all the villages is... People used to get together, three, four guys, and it would be jokes all night. And everyone would take turns, right? <laughs> That's how Greeks say jokes. It, it's like, it's it a whole like, a, of like jokes. a variety show. Yeah, it's never like one guy with a mic like you do it, yeah? But you know, it's funny. The Greeks like making fun of everyone else until you make fun <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah. You know, they get so upset, right? And I've had, look, I get some comments on YouTube, but I have to explain to them. That we grew up Greek outside of Greece. Yeah. So you got, I, and I explain it to them. I go, I did this show. Um, I came, I can't remember the name of the show. It was, it's one of the biggest uh, daytime talk shows in Greece. My mother was going crazy. I've been on Showtime, Netflix, CBC, NBC, Tipota. I'm on some show in Greece, and my mother thinks now I made it. After the Megalithic program, this Greek Kalinera Elava or something. So I was trying oh, yeah. to explain to the guy that, you know, the way these jokes came out for us is because at home we spoke Greek, we keep our traditions, but, you know, uh, when you go to school, you know, especially even in Quebec, you had the French, English, we had many things to obstacles. Even when I live in we, we have to. We had to be. We had to retain our culture in our house and our families and our. But then when we went out, we had to assimilate with everybody else. So it screws your brain up. So I, I'm trying to explain. You, you, to them. you create this new gray zone of identity. You're right. You're Greek. You're and Greek think, in Canada, but you're American in Greece. And Greece, yeah, it's so stupid. And and when we speak Greek, especially in Canada, because I find a lot of our parents are first generation. So we can speak Greek. We understand it. Now, there's some words we're going to screw up. But see, they jump on me right away. Oh, that, that right. less that. See, you know, whatever. I said, okay, let's have a conversation in English. Let's see how much you can get. So I put it back in their face. And the Greeks respect you more for that. You know, because I love Greece and I'm always promoting it. Yeah. But I said to them, you got to understand, like I did this clip now on YouTube, Greek Easter in Los Angeles, about getting the force and going thought, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people are writing, I said, dudes, you're not listening to the joke. Imagine now a month after the other Easter, getting pulled over by the LAPD, holding a keri with my wife who's five months pregnant, and then the guy turns around and goes, what's going on? I go, Christ, that's what is it? Get out of the fucking car. So it's like, and I try to explain to Officer Rodriguez that it's Easter. He goes, Easter was a month ago. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's part of being Greek. I go, what? I had to explain it to the guy. On the freaking road. And we had Surekia and uh, Kuluria. And I gave him oh, some. Man. He, he had the four, he had the force on. He was, he was a light flashlight. What are these? I go, uh, Kuluria. Are they good? I go, here, open the thing. I put some in a bag for him. No, no, take it. It's okay. It's a custom for Greeks, you know. And then I tagged the joke up by saying I invite him to the house for out of knee after. You know, you make it funny. But yeah. that all happened. And you yeah. see, in Greece, they don't see What's the big deal? If you left Ecclesia during uh, uh, getting the force, going home, everybody understands that. Yeah. But when you're in downtown L.A. holding a light like a fucking – a fucking cult and all these people in their cars are driving out. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? What are these yeah, people yeah. driving around like freaks? That's funny. That's a good they're clip. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> and they gave you shit for that. Oh, yeah. Well, some Greek yeah. But did you ever, uh, like, how, how did you face that reality? Because, I mean, we're facing it. The fact that you're Greek at heart. But you know that in the society that you live in, you're you're kind of like a foreigner, right? And then you go back to your ancestral land, and you're still a foreigner. It's still like foreigner. what the fuck? Dude? We have no belonging, man. We're like stuck in the middle. Anywhere you go, bang you have an on. accent. <laughs> but you know, George, you're bang on, buddy. It, it's like where do we belong? We're Americanakia, Hazokanadizakia in Greece. Here we're Greeks. Now Hollywood labels ethnics now white ethnic. <laughs> so before we were fucking Greeks, fucking Wops, fucking Serbians. Now we're white ethnic because we're white. Yeah, I go, make up your minds. Before we were the Greeks, now we're white ethnic. That's what Hollywood labels it now. I'm gonna because white, white, white ethnic is, has not suffered as much as other ethnicities. <laughs> well, true, but you're is, still privileged. You're still privileged. Well, because they need to differentiate. We're still white. They have to find, they find a degree for you. Yeah, if you look at me right now, what do I, I look like? Otis from fucking Wyoming. How y'all doing? You good? I, I go on the ships. They don't. You imagine me telling them I'm Greek. They look at me. and They go, "Your name's funny. Are you from Kansas?" <laughs> from Kansas. <laughs> I thought I'd fuck up my name by giving it a Greek name for no apparent reason. <laughs> Malaka. Like, what do you think I'm doing here? And it's so funny because I, I, if I work on cruise ships, sometimes in America, when they see me. So visually, when you see me, green eyes, lighter hair, I don't get Greek, you know? I look, I'm look. i not even wearing black. You guys are wearing all the summer black Greeks wear. Summer <laughs> winter black. I got black. <laughs> you guys do what? The summer black and Greeks have two colors. Summer black, winter black. They have the two mother. <laughs> you know? So when they talk to me, they, they're, they're like, they see me as... Uh, they think I'm Bruno, the plumber in Chicago. They think I'm Otis from Topeka, Kansas. They don't see uh, Greek at all. They don't. Does, let, it doesn't let, resonate. Let me ask you. Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> Not like uh, the way they they act when they see your name. Did you ever have to tell them what, what your name means? Like, well, I, I do a joke about it. I learned a lot. Of you have to like Google a picture so you can show them what the actual shoe is, because you can't really go, fucking explain that little blue, white, and red pom pom on it. Yeah, you're right. Because I just tell them my, my name is uh, uh, Evangelos Petros Sarukas, translated Angel Rock Sissy Shoes. Well, shoes of pom pom. 
and they look at you. It's like the cup. It's like the cup with the candles. Exactly. So you see Sarukaka with Sarukas, and then I, you know, I had to tell my daughter, and she's like, "What's her name?" And it's funny Greek shoes a bonbon, and she laughs at it, you know, because it's but it's it's funny because a, a good comic will take that and make fun of it, and that's what I that's what I learned to do at a younger age. I thought, okay. It's for Greek Sarukas, you know, whatever, Karafotias, whatever, it's normal. But for other people, they can never can't say my name, but that's why I never changed it. Uh, Suffer. Suffer the way I did. You fucking pronounce Chitakis, Chitakis, whatever. Fucking say Sarukas. 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 <laughs> that happened that happened to me actually United Airlines, San Francisco. So they put a T after the R. So they had a gate change. So they called this is true. They go paging passenger Tsar touch ass. Angelo Tsar touch ass. Come United Airlines counter. I go, Sarukas, I didn't touch anyone's ass. You know, so. My daughter's these kids are on the iPad. Let's about dad's this bitch. So, do your kids <laughs> buy Roblox? Do you guys have a game called Roblox? Do your kids no. play it online? No, you guys are I lucky. Been, I haven't given them a tablet yet. <laughs> you haven't given them a tablet, buddy. My, they, they play these games called Roblox and Minecraft here. Yeah, yeah Minecraft, yes. Yeah, yeah. My, well, uh, Roblox, Kusadiko uh, every two days, buying uh, chips and shit. That's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we think about it? All we it's did was, we were kids. We go to our cousin's house and beat the shit out of them for fun. That was that was our fun. <laughs> that was, uh, remember that? You go, he's an idiot. I remember me and my brother went to our cousin's house, and he wouldn't let us play with his helicopter. Remember the little helicopter? We just beat the fuck out of him and took it. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. Now the parents get involved. I think you know. I think your son and my daughter, Malakias, man. I don't know. Yeah, what's bothering you, son? Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm making like I, I, this is all my new stuff right now. I'm, this is all the new stuff I'm talking about now because. It's like, you know, I like when you said, uh, you know, just us dads talking, because it's like, it's funny how, and if you grew up in a Greek household, you got Xilo, someone gave you, someone's mental in the family, right? There's, even if it's not your mom and dad, there's that crazy Thea that never got married. That's fucking crazy. There's always one that wanted to beat the fuck out of you, right? There's always one of them. So, yeah, something happened. <laughs> they give they beat the shit out of you, then they give you a volemono, which was really good. I tell people all the time, every Greek they've ever met got beat. <laughs> no, but that's it. it, it it's Everyone. the beating, then the comforting food. We have food issues <laughs> because we associate eating. Comforting the xilo. You know, you hear that? You know, get every blow in life. Every blow in life. You sit down. But it's also it's also the apology because they didn't know how to say sorry. That wasn't right. Here, no, take no, a no. Eat, <laughs> eat this. Eat this. That was the, You're right. That was the apology for it. You're eating the soup. You know. 
And it's Angela, funny. that's what we say, us in, in I, I'm, I'm going to ask you if it was the same in your family, but in our families, we didn't say, I love you, I'm sorry, and thank you. That, that, <laughs> those three things, didn't, they don't exist. In there was only family, one word, there's only one word that replaced that. all of that. There was only one word to replace all of that. Hipochreosi. That's it. Everything was a responsibility you had. Too bad. There was one word for all of that. Like, I don't think my dad has ever told me thank you. Like, no, ever. Any say thank you. And you say it, they look at you weird. When I was in Greece, I've got his and the guy looks at me like, Yeah, what the he, fuck? He says, <laughs> say Don't say it. Sorry, oh, man. And if you cry, it's almost like. It's very Spartan. It's like a sign of weakness if you're yeah. if you're emotional or you cry. Go to your room, Malaka. My brother and I thought our names My brother and I thought our names were Malaka up to the age of fourteen. Malaka, hello, the Malaka. No, you're right. It was a sign of weakness. You had to shut up. It's like, hey, I lost my arm. I need help. Look, he lost an arm. He has a second one, and he's complaining. <laughs> Guys, I call my mom. I call my mom. You know, and. She, you know, our, our moms have our back. You know, I make fun of our moms, but the guilt, the guilt is fucking there. I go, Ma, how you no, feeling? Kidding. Eh. She goes to me, if one less person on the planet is okay, don't worry about it. I'm oh. gonna be okay. You'll be okay. She tells me that shit, man. I can tell you something. My my mom says the same shit, bro. She calls me up and I, I say hello. She doesn't say hi. Kala kamnya mera kpesa mani da mevrita. I heard you I heard you talking about your mom on your act once and I'm like Jesus like word for word word for fucking word the tone the timing the slow-mo the peak everything was like exactly the same no but Angelo all, all the jokes man that's what we relate so much everything you say it's like man we live it it's like fucking got it that's it that's yeah. it well, every single one it's not, listen, the thing is, human behavior, if you look at the Greeks, and even the stuff I talk about, it's not that, it, it's not mocking, if it's true. And then my mother goes, less. I go, no, actually, and my sister goes, no, actually, she's not saying the whole story. You know, people come up to me after a show going, do we have the same mother? <laughs> you know, yeah. we have the same mother. It sounds like you have the same mother I have. Yeah. Because in a metaphor, anywhere in the world that I've been, and I've been all over the world, I've, I've performed for all Greeks, especially around the world, anybody. It's the same thing. A little country in the Mediterranean from the Horia cities, where they come from, it's all the same, man. And they know it. That's why they laugh at me, because they know what I'm saying is true. That, um, going, oh, yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil one of your jokes, man, because obviously it's like, I'm, you know, I'd rather have people hear it. But when you said the one with the lady, I died, man. That's my thing. <laughs> the Greek wedding. Because this was in Montreal. At the, uh, I think I was at the wedding. In, uh, in Laval. Although, which one? Uh, not Chateau Royal Palace. Chateau Royal. Chateau Royal. So we're going to my cousin's wedding. And, you know, they go where I, I don't know where the fuck they go. They go get pictures. You know, when we're waiting around, 
yeah. And I and this road itself. So we're waiting around, and you know they they put they they put, especially Montreal weddings. They put a lot of food, right? So we were waiting. They had you know they, sometimes they don't open the doors right away to go in. You got to wait five minutes because they're getting ready. We were early. So my Tia's sitting there like this, right? And then I go to her. She said, Tia, 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 she goes, Tafame, Tibota. Tafame. Talipothimiso. I'm going to pass out. Tia said, Pushtikanta Bodia Mudaburo. My legs are swelling up. And I'm like, Perimene. And then she goes, Where'd they go? Pupigane. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? I go, I don't know where they fucking went. They went somewhere, Beaver Lake. <laughs> 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 so the funny thing in that whole scenario is that the main issue is that she's hungry but within that pressure within that torture she has to add additional things oh, like my okay. leg because it's complaining complaining man it's complaining what, it's what do the legs have to do with hunger man <laughs> the symptoms no, it's the, she needs the whole list of symptoms so you can understand her level of, of, of suffering you need to know all the symptoms guys most of my jokes montreal based when my dad passed away to a lot of years now we're talking now 23 years ago Mosconas banquet, uh, Mosconas funeral home on uh, Park Avenue. You remember it? It's, been, yeah, it's yeah. called Mosconas. Okay. Yeah, St. Joseph. Yeah. Now, my dad, had, my, my aunts are in from Toronto. We're there. You know, uh, we're sad. My dad, now my dad suffered for, he had Alzheimer's and then he got sick. And, you know, eventually he, had to, he passed away. Now, we're at the funeral home. I know Greeks, after the funeral home, they have metaxa with uh, kefalo gaviera cheese and all the stuff, right? Yeah. I see three or four women in the corner. You know, he is with the black. So my Thea, my dad's older sister, Eleni from Toronto, says, uh, I go, I don't know. So my dad came to Montreal in 1949, yeah. right after the war. He, was, you know, so he, may, he may know people that we didn't know, right? Yeah. And my mom asked. So I said, well, let me, let me go find out, right? Maybe they're relatives. You know, sometimes, you, you know, a wedding or a funeral, you, so I go over and I go, hi, uh, yes, you know, and they go, hi, our sympathies for your father. I go, thank you. I go, uh, I said, did you, did you know my father? You know, and they said, no. <laughs> oh, I said, and they're having cognacs and TD and shit and, so my brother Mike comes over. It's fucking hilarious, and he goes, "So you don't know our dad? No, we don't know your dad, but it's just sad what's going on." And then the guy in the funeral home came out, and he says, "They're funeral groupies. Oh they go God. to funerals. Like how fucking only Greeks go to fucking funerals oh, to, socialize. to socialize." I swear to God, I was going to. And then my Thea goes, "Inignosti." They look familiar. Yeah. Go, yeah, they're. They're cousins, they said. They're cousins from Corinthos. Oh, no, I remember them. She didn't know shit. I said that because I didn't want to embarrass them. But my brother, I'll never forget, ask my brother Mike, who's laughing. He goes, dude, they're funeral groupies. Yeah, they go to mourn. Yeah. They go to every funeral. The guy told me in, uh, at the funeral, he goes, yeah, every time there's a funeral, they just show up. Because, oh, you know, wow. if you go to a funeral, nobody's going to tell you, don't come to the funeral. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially Greeks. We're not going to, you know, uh, oh yeah. You know, it, it was so weird that I thought, I, I, I think Italians may do it or other groups, but I just thought, now it's funny. I've been trying to make that a bit. It's too fucked up. People think I'm really imagining this. It actually happened. But when you talk about it, the Greeks don't, like I can make fun of my mother, our mothers, but I'll never call her bitch or anything. That They shut down. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You can call your dad a malaka. It's okay. For some reason, if you call your dad a malaka, that's okay. Not mother. I can, I'll make fun of my mom, but up on stuff. But if I was to say something bad, like, you know, bad about our, our mothers, shut down. Yeah, no, no. Don't laugh yeah. at it. And I, and I think it's the same with funerals. I think it's funny because, yeah, we were at a funeral, but is it? would you go to a funeral to hang out? No, When you go to a funeral, you can't wait to leave. <laughs> but I've heard of that yeah, before. Get out of there. And then my brother goes with the bottle, putting seven star. I met your brother. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I go, well, we have an extra bottle, you know, and a TD. And then my and my sister is hilarious too. She goes, who are they? We don't know. What, they just showed up? Well, they showed up for the buffet. The, the, out of here. You know, <laughs> the mini buffet. That makes nice. That's the strange <clears throat> shit that makes me laugh. So, most things are relatable. Some things are just kind of maybe too strange for people, even though most people got, I do this one joke where I say, we all have a strange uncle from Greece that we didn't know existed because Papu had a side dish. We found out there was a guy from, <laughs> we're from Sparty. There's some guy showed up from fucking Tripoli. The other guy, because Papu <laughs> was banging some chick in Tripoli. And I found out my dad had a stepbrother. And then this guy just shows up. And he's, oh, you know, every, you ever had the Greek weddings, that guy with the weird mixed match suit. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, am I right? Especially Montreal, you go to these weddings, and there's that guy with the mixed match suit. Anipsi, think Anipsi, I go, Anipsi? What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> then you find out, yeah. And they don't talk about it. Greeks. No, it's taboo. It's taboo. No, no, yeah, you don't know. That. Cover it. So I asked my one Thea, the one with the big mouth, I go, now Papu Sitane, you know, there was uh there was uh Papu had another woman, and this was another uh, man who's my brother too. I have another brother, but we never really talked about it. <laughs> okay, so we never talked about it. Then the guy just shows up at uh at the Royale in Montreal there, calling you a Nipsey. You go, what, what's going on? <laughs> but I think most most Greek families that exists, but you're right. They don't talk about it. So it's hard to talk about. Oh, that's so funny, man. Did, did, did you always, uh, like, when you thought of entertainment, and this we're talking about Chris, because we're like wondering, I wonder, you know, what happened at home when Angelo told his mom, yeah, mom, uh, I thought about what I was going to do for a living. <laughs> I'm going to hold the mic and make people laugh. And we're like, wonder, imagine the reaction. Like, what, what, what does an immigrant parent, how, like, how do they react? It's funny. Funny you ask that. They were always supportive. Yeah. Like, my mom got it at a younger age. Like, she knew I was doing this in school and doing it. Maybe she thought it was a fad. And I'll never forget the wisdom I got from my dad. And he said, but still Greek, right? He goes, okay, 
you're going to be a comedian and you're going to, you want to be stand-up comedian, entertainer, yeah? Okay. Do it good. Me se malacas. So in other words, like, <laughs> even though you're a comic, don't be a fucking idiot. And I understand, I think you guys understand that. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it to the best of your ability. Don't do it where they look at you like an idiot. It's a Greek thing. I know it sounds yeah, weird, but, yeah. no, it but you, you guys understand. It's like, my dad's like, you're good. He, he gave you the signal. He, he gave you the signal. He called you Malaka. Don't be Malaka. That's the signal. Don't be a Malaka. You know, you know, you, know words, you know what that means? It's a whole list. No embarrassing the family. List. No acting. Exactly. No being lazy. No missing well, a day of work. It, it, you're, but see, the thing is, is that if you, I think with Greeks, whatever you want to do, do it, but do it in a way where people respect you for what you're doing. Because we have a lot of pride, right? And I think you must kind of resilient. You must kind of resilient. Like whether whether you're in the food business, whether you're a lawyer, or if you're a doctor, which you could be the you could come out of a katsikas golo, but if you're a doctor, you're getting all the babes coming to you. I never understood that. Do you notice that if you're a yetro, every ethnic, especially Greeks, you can look like Quasimodo coming out of a katsika's ass. All the hottest chicks come up to you at a wedding. The parents, you know, you throw, you throw. Quasimodo. It's so true. So I think the thing is, I would say that I would give the same advice uh, to my kids. And I would say, look, you could, to me, do whatever you want. I've said this to many people. Do whatever you want to do in your life. It's not impossible to do anything. I, I, I was told, don't do this. Don't be this. Do anything you want. But do it 100%. You know what I mean? That's where my dad said, me some malakas. Like, do it 100%. Like, do it where people respect you for what you're doing and want to be a part of it as opposed to malakas. You know, it's that word malaka, it can be used, right? Oh, so many no, ways. Yeah. So many ways. <laughs> so it's such a... It's and, and based on context, you know exactly what it means. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. But how, but it's funny because I, I find it's interesting... Where uh, I was in Toronto, and there's a great restaurant called Calivia on Danforth. Because I lived there for years, and great, you know. And we used to go there all the time for dinner. So uh, I was on a date. I was with a Xeno girl, Lisa. Oh. I took a Xeno girl to the Greek restaurant. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, she's a bit jealous, I guess. Whatever, we're at a Greek restaurant. And she goes, um, she goes to me. Um, there's a table of uh, these girls keep looking over here. They keep looking over here, and I'm 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 not I'm not comfortable with this. I go, what girls? She goes, those over there. They keep looking over. What? I don't like that. She goes, why do they keep staring at this table? I don't know what. Are they looking at me? They're. No, I'm not thinking about it. So I said, no, no, no. And so the waiter comes over and says, uh, Angela, I don't want to interrupt you with your date, but. Uh, uh, those girls at the table over here, they want to know after if they can get a picture with you. And I said, yeah, sure. So <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, why do they want a picture with you? I said, I don't know. Maybe I remind them of their uncle or something, right? And she knew I was a comic, but I guess she didn't <laughs> put the two together. Yeah. And they were, and these were four smoking hot Greek chicks. <laughs> I mean, they were all hot, right? I go, look, they're fans, man. I go, I got a, a fan base here. Me being the Vromoskilo, I went over, I would take a picture, and I go, 
uh, I go, oh my God, wait, uh, um, uh, what are you going to do later? I go, Satipavtine Spiti Putai Sistemata. What were you guys saying in Greek? Oh, we were just telling them jokes in Greek, you know? But they but they were nice. I was just having fun with it. But that, that would happen many times. Like, it was just weird that people see you. And then I think what happens to guys, they relate. I think it's fame is a weird thing. I think they related more to what I was saying to them. I think I was talking to them generations. And I think that's what they, that's what they resonated to. You know, they, they, they connected with that. And I, and for me, it's the same thing. That's why, uh, you know, I do mainstream comedy. I'm on CBC and all these shows, All over. but when you do the things with the Greeks, especially with the Greeks, I think once they hear your act, I think they connect with you personally. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing now on your podcast. They, they understand where it's coming from. They know where it's coming from, and I, and I think that's there's a comfort zone in that. Yeah. No, but it goes it goes above that because because they relate to what you're saying, they automatically feel this connection, like as if you guys know each other. It's like ah, man, he's, he's a buddy of mine. Like I know well, him. Well, based based on the story, they know exactly how he's feeling because they they've been in that same situation. No, yeah. they said the whole. But, uh, so that, that makes that makes it special for us, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, go back to your daughter. How old's your daughter now, Angelo? She's eight. So she obviously understands. I mean, was there a point where you thought, uh, okay, I have a young daughter now. She's at the age where she's probably understanding things that I'm saying. Do I change what I'm saying? Do I change my act? Do like, a, are, Is there like this inner voice that tells you, you got a child now, fuck, <laughs> mature. You know, you got to change up a bit. Uh, no. You know, it's funny when she was little. There's this thing uh, here in uh, in uh, California, the West Coast. It's called FDF, Folk Dance Festival. Okay. And it's like 65 churches participate, and all the kids dance. It's almost 10,000 people, and they do it every year. They haven't done it last year. Oh, so wow. my daughter was four or five at the time, about four years ago, I guess, four or five. And uh, I did a show for them. It was about two or 3,000 people at this um it's um all the ecclesias do a uh it's like a dance festival yeah, you know, like all like one and all the different kinds of uh it's really nice it's from all over a couple of them come from canada too but mostly east western united states and some eastern so i had to do the show so when i do the shows for the greek fundraisers you know the churches and stuff i it's all pretty much clean i don't use any profanity or nothing but my daughter was uh, there watching me and it's the first time she got to see me perform live. And it instantly, I knew she was, my daughter thinks like me, she got it right away. So after the show, I was selling DVDs. And she went behind the counter with my wife and my mom. And she's holding them up, selling them for me. Natural Greek. I said, no fear. And she went, so when we did a show, I got I got to think because of COVID, right? I The last show I did in a theater was March 1st, 2020. And I did it at the Barnesville Gallery Theater in Hollywood. <clears throat> and it was me, Frank Spadone, and my friend Noel. So it was me, an Italian, and a Jew. You know. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the government got screwed. The, 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 someone, <laughs> some, <laughs> or in Montreal, they would call it St. Laurent Street. And, <laughs> and it's funny. I, I, my daughter now at the time was seven. So I go, honey, do you want to introduce me on the show? And she goes, yeah. So I said, okay. 
I told her, now this is like 500 people in a theater. Now she's seven. I thought, well, go, I said, go up and just say, and we have, we, we, we filmed it. I said, just go up and say, welcome to the uh, Evil Eye comedy show starring Frank Spadone and my daddy. Please turn your cell phones off, da, 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 and help me welcome your first guest, Noelle Gravely. Now, that's a lot for a seven-year-old. And I thought, well, she rehearsed it backstage. Lights go down. She walks out, gets the microphone, knocked it out. Not one flaw. The little yeah. curtsy came off. I go, it's a geica. I knew right there, man. She's going to fall on the steps. And my wife came up to me. She goes, now, you know, seven years old, she made a little mistake. You know, we all have kids. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Did Nailed it. Nailed it. And I thought, and even, I said, I know other comics that would fuck it up. And my kid, seven years old, was able to go up and do it. So it was really good. So I, I think she really, under, she understands what I do. She's seen the shows. And she she understands. I mean, she's around it all the time, right? You know, she's hanging out with you know I, a lot of our friends are actors or writers and stuff. So she kind of gets. Uh, and I I even got her to read. You know, if I get uh, auditions sometimes, my wife's busy. I get my kid to read them with me. Yeah, and she's off book before me. So it's so I mean I didn't have that growing up, right? Oh yeah, beginning to magazine. Who's working tonight? You had to go. So now I think it's we're products of our environment. So yeah. she's very much versed into it now. <laughs> That's good. But when it, because you've also done a lot of movies and a lot of people like they know you as Angela Taruka as the, 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 the stand-up comic, but you've done a lot of movies. I mean, has there like, has there ever been that fork on the road where you had to kind of decide, do I follow the acting path or do I stay and, you know, stay as a stand-up comic kind of thing? Well, yeah, it's funny. You know, when I lived in Toronto, there was a time I was doing more television and film than comedy. Just demand. Yeah. So at one point I was what five or six commercials at the same time. And then I did, you know, I did Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And then I did The Prince and Me. And then John Q with Denzel Washington, Avenging Angela with Stallone, the recruit with Pacino. I at Montreal I worked on um uh the, the score with Robert De Niro and with uh that's 21 years ago now, Robert yeah, De Niro and Marlon Brando. Although I, I got cut out of it, but I'm still, you know, I was in it for, I worked there for a week. So <clears throat> the, I think it's weird. I guess you go with where the, you kind of go with where it, it's taken. you. So at one point I was doing more TV and film stuff, especially in Toronto. When I lived in Toronto and now here in LA, I'm still getting roles, but now mostly stand up consumes most of the time. But I'm on hold now for a series that's shooting in Oklahoma. So I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But right. where I play a guy that runs a uh, a dep, a depener in yeah. Oklahoma. And for people who are listening don't know what a dep is, it's a convenience store. But in Montreal, we say a dep <laughs> because a depener. And it's like 1972 Oklahoma. So that's why I haven't cut my hair. They go, don't cut your hair. Because they want you, you know those weirdos that in the 70s that had the long hair and, and they knew everything. And so I'm trying to play that kind of a guy. So but it, maybe it, I'll get into that. So what do you prefer though? Right, that's what I was gonna ask. Is there a preference? Well, yeah, here's what's nice about stand the stand-up's great. You know why? Because you get the immediately you get the response from the audience, you know. Like I'm, I'm doing just for laughs in Montreal, and and you're doing all you know, I mean, you get the audience reaction right away. 
Acting's a different animal because you're doing the part, but there's no reaction because you're filming. And you may do the same scene six, seven, eight times, ten times. So <clears throat> you have to have a inner confidence that the way you're doing it is right or playing that role. So that's why they always say, I did this film called Fred and Vinny with Fred Stoller. And if you see Fred Stoller, he's been on every sitcom. Uh, he was he played Cousin Gerard on Everyone Loves Raymond. He talks like this, Fred Stoller. <laughs> I don't know if I got a cover of one here. Not, I'll show yeah, I do have one here. So th this is the this is the this is Fred and Vinny. Yeah, yeah. And that's Fred. That that's uh, that's me, obviously. <laughs> and that's Fred. He looks like the number ten. Thanks for pointing it and out. It's a, a film that won about nine or ten festivals. It went to Sundance, and I played a guy that was completely. It's based on a real story. I played a guy that was completely opposite of who I am as a person. Totally. Yeah. So, um. When I when I went to meet with Freddie, he was a, this guy's an agoraphobe, who um, uh, was like an underachiever. He he's the guy that say, "Hey, can I stay at your house for two weeks?" And then eight months later, he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Basically, every relative we've had from Greece, you know, the gods with these of the mothers, and then for a year, I knew that that guy, and he was like, uh, he had a uh, he had this. Um, um, ability where it was like he was looking for a job. He didn't know when. And he kind of walked slower, chain smoker, carried baseball cards, and bought everything at the dollar store. That's where we bought it. So I'm not that guy. So I had to reverse everything, walk slower, uh, talk more methodical. Uh, those sort of things to, to, to the point where I got to the point where I was Vinny. And then I come home at night after, you know, 12, 13 hours a day playing Vinny. And my wife would go, Angelo, Angelo. And she goes, Vinny. And I turn around, <laughs> she goes, off. Because I was in so zone. much into that. And the zone, and, and because I couldn't. Yeah, he doesn't get excited, right? Like, even now, the way I'm talking to you guys, I'm, this is me talking. But Vinny would be like, um, you know, you, you, you stress too much. You know, you need to, you got to be calm like me. And, and the only reason why he was calm is because he didn't have a job or a wife or any fucking kids. He didn't really work. He mooched off everybody or so you thought. And that's the thing. So he, he was that guy that in his world, he felt he didn't do anything wrong. And we know those people. So it was one of those, it was one of those things where that was fun for me to play that character because it was a real I get a chomp at that was something I, I was able to play opposite of me. And that's why I loved playing that role, you know, as opposed to fast talking and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but stand yeah, up. Yeah. It was a different challenge. That's what it is. Right. Different challenge, you know, and I, I went, I, I've been studying acting for years, a little bit of music theater too. I did that also. And, and it's funny because there's something satisfying about it. And when I get the film, it was on, uh, I think, Amazon Canada or Netflix Canada may be showing it now. Fred and Vinny. I'm not sure. But it's one of those films. It's about two basically losers going through midlife. So everybody can kind of identify with those guys. But I realized whatever, no matter what remorse I was feeling from the other character, uh, to me, he was my hero. So I, I, I never saw him 
it was complete opposite departure. Imagine taking yourself out of your body and putting it into somebody else's. Right. And that's what you have to do. And that's why I stayed in that zone. But the problem was when I came home, I was still him. Yeah. So my wife's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I was like sitting there saying nothing. She's yelling at me. I'm like, well, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> oh, wow. It doesn't matter. Your philosophy and everything. Yeah. But, can I ask another question with respect to, to stand-up comic? Because obviously a lot of things have changed, right? I mean, you know, the last yeah. couple of years with the social media and all these videos, uh, you know, being posted all the time. I mean, is that an extra challenge for stand-up comics where, you know, back in the day, maybe you can take an act for an entire year and tour with it. And now, because, you know, the minute you come off stage, someone across the world already knows what you've said and you always have to kind of innovate. Right. Well, see, the thing is, right now, there's been a resurgence on my YouTube channel. All of a sudden, it's like, the stuff's going, it's just, it's getting like millions of views now. Maybe I think it's because of COVID and yeah, people are turning in on it, you know, uh, on YouTube. And the thing was right when I did that last show, I had written a new 45 minutes of material. The problem was good thing. I taped it because I can't remember it now yeah. because you know, after March 1st, about a week later, everything shut down. So, I had nowhere to go and and work and work that material out. So it, now that things are slowly opening up, I'm going to start looking at that stuff. So, you know, some stuff you need to keep working on. And other stuff you just, I try to mix and match it. Because some people like, depending on the market and where you're going, I'll take, okay, tonight I'll talk a little bit about my Greek family. And I'll talk a little bit about, you know, going to Disneyland. And maybe I'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of things you can talk about <clears throat> that you're going to think with that audience. Like in Chicago, I was able to go full bore out on anything, and it was great. Nebraska may be different. New York's different. Montreal's different. So in the back of my brain, I may know what I want to talk about. But you're right, I think now. But how much stuff can you write? We're not machines, right? So everybody wants it online, and then you're like, oh, I heard that one. I go, oh, but fucking everybody keeps recording with these stupid phones. They keep report recording, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it, it keeps you in a zone where you're always creative, right? Where you're always sure. you know, thinking of sure. new material and what else can I write about? And the exactly. fact that you have a family now and a, and, a, and a daughter, is that something that you've been looking into? Like, is that new material? Totally. Dude, it's given me... <laughs> I mean, I'm at that point right now, fighting with my wife at this land. People go, oh, that, that, those are funny material. That's funny material. I go, that's all true. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even funny material. Getting in fights at Disneyland shit. Malakia's this. I can't. What are you fighting about, about in Disneyland? But I can go into it. It's like a 15-minute routine, dude. But just buying stuff at Disneyland. And, and you know, you never thought you'd sound like your dad until you go to Disneyland with your kids. You know, and then you're like, oh, God, this is stupid. What? And I hear my dad fucking talking to me, and I go, shit, I've become him. I've become him now. So yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I've become so I, him. I think that I've become him, and I haven't even gone to Disneyland. So imagine. <laughs> you know, you know, like, you know, it, it's so funny how I go, of course I go, because, you know, I, I, I go, I set it up with the way. I try to set up with the way we were raised and how I'm raising my kids. And you're right. You can't discipline your kids. You have to discuss things with them. 
uh, and I do that joke where, you know, if, uh, if they had child services back in the day, all our parents would be in prison <laughs> because time. they beat the crap out of us. And then now you can't do that anymore. You can't, you can't, um, you know, you really can't, it's a, we live in a different time now. So mm. you delicately have to talk about it in a way where people know, I think if people realize it's not coming, cause we're still comedians. If it's not coming from a mean place or mean spirited, then they know it's comedy. It's not like you're, we're not doing it to be, you know, uh, you know, if, if you're saying like, I ah, fuck, I hate kids, this and that. It's not, it's not that you hate kids. It's this, that it's society now allows us a certain way to raise kids. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what's happening to us right now. So we got to find, but you're right though. It's delicate. Uh, certain words we can't use, uh, scenarios, you know, and I think a lot of people are easily offended, uh, with certain words or trigger words or whatever. And I'm like, but you know, if you go to, if you're that easily offended, don't go to a comedy show, you know, go, go to a library. I mean, yeah, you get a lot of those people though, that fucking heckle and, uh, yeah, not, you know, you know, it's funny now there used to be hecklers. Now, George is not hecklers. Now, a lot of them now are just, they're offended, right? You know, they're offended. I, you know, I did a, I did a joke one night. I was in Boston, a uh, Greek show. It's doing a Greek show in Boston, and I did. Uh, I said the Albanians in Greece are like the Mexicans in California. If it wasn't for them, nothing would get done, which is true. <laughs> you know, because the Greeks are lazy. The joke really is the Greeks are. You know, I'm not going to go cut the lawn. You know, we're the chosen people. The Greeks. So the joke was, the joke was, is that if it wasn't for the Albanians or even where I live in California, if it wasn't for the Mexicans, nothing would get done. You, you landscaping, uh, a hamburger, uh, a maid, uh, valet parking. I mean, and I, and, but I meant it in a way where it's complimentary to them. So this one woman jumps up and she goes, um, I take offense to that. Uh, I'm Albanian and my, my kids are half Albanian. I married a Greek. I go, okay. I said, see, she heard Albanian. Yeah. So I said to her, what's that got to do with what I just said? Well, my kids are half Albanian. I didn't say anything about your kids. You follow me? It's like, I didn't say anything about your kids. I said, I said, if it wasn't for the Albanian Greece and the Mexicans, of California, nothing would get done. It's a fact. It's yeah. and everybody understood that except for her. Yeah, and she was. Yeah, you're, you're, saying, great. you're saying Greeks are lazy. She's saying that you're. She thinks you're making fun of Albanians. I'm making fun of Albanians, and I said, if you heard what I just said, which the re the other thousand people understood it. So then she said to me, "I think you're racist, and I think you're derogatory towards Albanians." Now she called me racist for saying. So she goes, "Why don't you say a, a, a good joke about Albanians?" I said, "Okay, I got a good joke about Albanians." I said, "How does an Albanian make a Greek omelet?" I go, he starts off by stealing three eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, there you go. I wasn't going to go there. Now I went there. Because if you understood what I was saying, I, 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 was, I was setting it up for another joke. Yeah. But no point did I see Albanian kids are assholes or Mexicans are assholes or whatever. I didn't say that. But you see... The problem now, they hear a word, ding, ding, ding. Oh, you, you triggered me. 
Yeah. You know, if I if I got mad every time people called me Malacca or Greek or fat, some people go, oh, you're Greek. We love feta cheese. The fuck does that mean? I, I don't <laughs> get it. You're Greek. We love Santorini. And we love that. Okay. You know, I mean, you know how it is, but I don't get offended by it. But people now get triggered off. They get triggered off. And I, and I think, I think I'm hoping, I'm hoping now that as things open up, that maybe we can chill out a bit. I think people need to laugh more now than we ever have. We've been cooped up like chickens. Now, can I yeah. say chickens or some chicken going to get offended that I said chicken? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, I'm looking at it very positively. I think we've all been stuck in this kind of, I don't know, man. It's like we're stuck in this like bubble and it's like everyone is just dying to get out and do shit again. And uh, and I agree with you 100%. I think people are going to forget everything that used to bother them and they're just going to want to go have fun. They want to go laugh. They want to, you know what I mean? Uh, there's the woke mob, man. There's a lot of people getting crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean that, I, I, I think most comedians, you're right. Most people are aware of it. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's sort of like, I think, I think for the most part, if it's coming from a mean place, we said this earlier, then yeah, you could see when somebody's being a dick about something, but we're comics, man. We take things, we turn them around, we talk about them. And and, and the whole context, the whole context is to be funny. That's the context. Well, that's the thing. And I think, and listen, I, you know what? Uh, my dad said when he had the restaurant, out of 100 customers, three or four are going to complain regardless. They can all eat the same food. Three or four are going to complain about it. I didn't like it. Well, the other 97 loved it. Yeah, I don't like it. That's, yeah. You know, you can't make everybody happy, man. So just make the ones who want to be happy, happy. That's what I say. Yeah. Angelo, dude, taking up a lot of your time. Uh, appreciate uh, the time that you took. I know that, uh, you know, things are looking up. You're starting to tour again. Hopefully, uh, yeah. you'll be able to come up north and uh, maybe we'll be able to see you in person too, man. Smoke a cigar. I really, yeah. I really want to listen. I got uh, Miss Canada. Uh, I, I hope it's a speedy recovery. I know things were got a little screwed up there, but I think now the good thing about it is that, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back and, and, and now I'm starting to sit here in the U S and, and I haven't, and, you know, I, I only want to go to Montreal during May to October. That's the time you want to go to Canada, Smart November to April. Forget yeah. it. I don't want to go to Canada. I don't think anybody in Canada wants to be in Canada. November to April. <laughs> we're just stuck. We're just stuck. We're just stuck. There. But yeah, I, I hope it's speed recovery. I want I, I, full opening in Montreal. I really miss Montreal. I really got to get back there. It's been a little too long now. Too long. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to, get, to having you back here, man. Uh, thanks again. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, head on over to our channel, subscribe. Uh, go and follow Angelo Tsarukas. You'll be able to see everything he does, everywhere he goes on uh, funnygreek.com, right? Funnygreek.com or Instagram, Angelo Tsarukas, or YouTube, Angelo Tsarukas. Subscribe to that and get all the videos and stuff. And There you I'll, go. I'll have, you'll have a good time, promise. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. Nice talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Pleasure, my friends. Go Habs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>